Welcome back to the Madam Talkative podcast. If you're joining us, it's because you love us and we're awesome. And you like the fact that we talk about all the things under the sun. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about the Nigerian dream to leave Nigeria, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Kufre, my guest of honor today, has accomplished what we are all trying to accomplish, to pack our bags and come and be going. Uh, we're going to be talking to Kufre today about his transition into life in Japan. Right. Fun fact, I used to live in Japan, and I just want to tell you that Kufri is living my dream. So <laughs> as you are hearing this conversation, just know that there's a little, not a little, a lot of jealousy based here because Kufri is living the dream I want to live. So <laughs> take it as you can. So we're just going to be hearing from Kufri, like, what does it feel like to, like, move? Like, Nigeria and Japan are two very, very, very different places, mind you. So yeah, it should be interesting. This should be fun. Uh, so Kufri, just let us know. Who are you? Like, who is Kufri, please? Tell us. Tell us. Uh, right. So Kufri is a good friend of Peniel's. Um, uh, we have known each other for quite a while now, right from secondary school. Uh, I am also from Nigeria, but now, like Penel has so kindly um, illustrated, I live in Japan currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in a nutshell, I am enjoying it um, most of the parts, yeah. Okay. So, like Kufri said, we've known each other for a while since we were in our blue <laughs> and what's White. it called? Maroon days. Maroon <laughs> you remember those are dining hall days? Ah. How could I forget? How could I forget? We ate well, Sha. The Lord blessed us. We you were the source of our blessing. Thank you. I am forever grateful. I am to please. Forever grateful. Yes, yes. So where in Japan are you right now? Uh, so I've, I'm in Tokyo and I've been in Tokyo for ever since I arrived. Um, I, of course, I think it would be amazing to live in other parts of the country, mm. but um, the comfort and the convenience of living in Tokyo is, is, is awesome, especially as somebody coming from overseas. It, this is a really good starting point, I would say. Mm, mm. And where in Tokyo do you live, by the way? I live near Shinjuku um, in a in a very bohemian, which is the entire opposite of me, in a very bohemian town called Koenji, which I absolutely love. Koenji is near the park, right? Exactly. So shout out to Koenji's town. Nice. <laughs> let them know that you're a good neighbor let, yes let them know. <laughs> you are making them proud well, that's amazing okay so so i mean so much to ask why japan and you better so, credit me okay stats. Of, of course of course now hmm. so in, in all honesty um, i've always wanted to challenge myself to do something just brand new that i've never that had i had never done before. And I knew Peniel, of course, had come to Japan, had lived in Japan. And I don't know, I didn't know anything about the country. I don't watch anime. I honestly, even before coming here, and forgive my ignorance, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but I honestly didn't even know that Japanese was written in three languages. Because kind of growing up, you, um, from the things, the product we're fed, it's just these katakana writings, which Japanese uses for foreign words. So mm-hmm. that was my imagination. Mm-hmm. So, you know, imagine my surprise <laughs> when I came here. I, I started seeing Chinese characters. <laughs> it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. You don't enter. One chance. I don't enter. One chance. See, finish. Don't finish me for this place. Uh, but but to, to answer your question, Peniel, um, it was all about um, challenging myself in a new environment where I didn't know anybody. And just, you know, being able to tell myself that I could do it. Mm. Um, because mm. fortunately, I wasn't running away from anything. Um, I, I wasn't in a bad situation. Um, I just really wanted this change and i of acknowledge that privilege the privilege of being able to say this right um, mm-hmm. I, yeah honestly it, it is a privilege and I, I i feel i feel really blessed to have done this 
Mm, mm, nice. I feel like my my first interaction with Japan and all things Japanese is sort of the same thing. Mm. So I took Japanese from um, freshman year. That was my first mm. ever. I didn't even like the first class. <laughs> People knew how to <laughs> greet. Peniel was still sitting down. <laughs> By the time we got through that one hour, I realized everybody in that class had taken Japanese in high school except me. Oh, I was like, wow, like, bicycle. And who does not know how to ride a bicycle? Peniel. <laughs> I was in shock. But the only reason why I stuck it out was because my school was running this program where mm. they were like, if you do Japanese and take some other classes, you get to go to mm. Japan over the mm. summer to learn about like natural disasters and how they respond right. to it. Right. And I had an interest in that. Right. Um, of like, just like responding to like nature and adapting to nature. Sure, sure. But also, I had failed French for about 15 years. <laughs> and I was tired of failing. <laughs> Do you know? I was like, it cannot be worse. I feel you. That's what I told <laughs> It cannot be worse. So I entered the Japanese class, two eyes closed <laughs> and a heart full of joy. And it was amazing. Like the language, especially, like I think for me, that was like that thing of I can do mm. it. Every test that I, every quiz that I mm. passed, every, every, um, every oral exam mm. that my professor was like, you have such a good way of like speaking the language and you know, like you get the intonations and the moments because you know, Japanese people do a lot of like uh, filler words, right? So much. Yeah. So, much. so that all that, those moments, like I was a gluten for the praises and I stuck it out four years there, like taking yeah. as many classes as I could, visiting the country Jesus. as many times as I could. So mm. I definitely feel that. So, but like, mm. what was your, what was your journey there? Like, how did you, make that decision of Japan and like, how did you get from Nigeria to Japan? Uh, so it, 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 it involved a lot of back and forth with, with my parents who, who at that point and to an extent, even now didn't see the complete value of, of this, this, this complete departure really, um, no pun intended from the path I was initially going to have. Um, so, I will tell you this now, it, it's relatively easy to um, move here, depending on the kind of job you want to do. So um, teaching English is a very good starting point, I would say. Mm -hmm. And it still continues to be, um, even though, of course, you know, with the pandemic. Um, so that was, that was a good starting point for me. And even though I knew it wasn't something I wanted to do long term, um, I did know at least that I knew I wanted to have a professional background, professional experience while I was living here. Because uh, Japan is, of, as you all know, very close to the rest of Southeast Asia. Yes. So it's a good, it's a good um, um, bouncing up point mm -hmm. um, into accessing other markets in that way. So when I moved here, even though I was teaching English, I made sure I went to as many events as possible. I tried to network as much as possible, just to give me an edge into mm. knowing where to, you know, target my attention. And I did that. Um, ah, it was a lot of back and forth. Though. Uh, Penny or you, my... <laughs> I remember. <laughs> All the leads. <laughs> wow. Uh, the leads you would have which fell through blah 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 it was a lot of that it wasn't easy at all however um now i'm in a comfortable place um mm. uh, i'm with an energy company which does a lot of international work as well mm. and i think that was that was very fortuitous for me hmm. As a lawyer, you must just let them know that your father did not send to school for play. For Tukini, for two weeks, you people should write it down. <laughs> Famous words by Kufri. Okay, you better let them. All right, all right, okay. So yeah, nice. You're ready, you're settled, you're where you want to be. Um, mm. And you're still practicing in sort of your legal capacities, right? Oh, definitely, almost entirely. Um yeah, so I, I everything I do um, is uh, is at is at a legal capacity. Don't don't come and spoil your hand now. You're doing well. Yeah, you're trying to figure out a preposition. Ha. No, no, you final answer. Let me panic. Final answer at Okay. Yes. So at legal capacity. Hmm. Right. <laughs> All right. Um. And what's what's the work life like? Like um. 
I remember when I was doing my, once again, teaching English in Japan. And then I also mm. did an internship. The mm. work, the office dynamics was very interesting. So my teaching moment was much more traditional. You know, mm. like I had to wear pale colors. I couldn't wear makeup. I couldn't wear jewelry. I was mm. even rogue and I got my nails done. And they were just looking at me Ooh. like, look at this black girl. You want to do what you But now I was like, ah whatever i'm not here for all of our rubbish. so but they were very like it was very like they wanted teachers to be as plain as students were so that nobody mm. felt quote-unquote like oppressed by the other's abilities mm. um that i remember right so in in a japanese um traditional japanese school you have like the teacher staff room and i feel like everybody who's gone to school like knows that the staff room is like off limits it's like a sacred space for teachers right? right right um and so every time you walk into the staff room you have to greet your colleagues um so you have to greet them um like ohio gozaimasu which is the morning mm. greeting um yeah. and then when you're leaving you have to tell them well like well done which is otsukare sama deshita <laughs> um and so me penyel i would say it's but i'm seeing like everybody's working so i'm not trying not to be noisy so i'll like greet and um, the few people that hear me, maybe those that are closer to the door will answer. And I'll just keep moving. Kufre, that's what vice principal call me. Ah, Miss Penyeru. Me, I was there like, hi, hi. Arigato Screaming. Nice. Everything is well. Thank you so much for welcoming me here. Hmm. They were like, okay. So something about your Aishatsu. Me, I'm like, ah, Aishatsu is greeting. Me, I'm like, ah. So this man, obviously his English is not that good. So I have right. an English teacher that I'm supporting there to like translate. And he's like, you just, you need to greet a bit more. Me, I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> like you need to greet more. You need to, you need to make sure you're loud when you enter so that everybody no, hears you. Pedro, so essentially, don't kill me. This is what these people wanted me to do. So every time I came in, I would start greeting from the door till I got to my seat. Hi, gozaimasu. Hi, gozaimasu. Hi, gozaimasu. And they would all be at, like, I had to make sure everybody answered me. Everybody that was inside the room at that time answered me. That was essentially how the greeting was. So just to give you like the sense of work etiquette and whatnot, so, so peculiar. Do you think that it was an observation from the vice principal, or somebody had you know um, said, "Oh, I'm not comfortable with how how unenthusiastic Peniel's greetings are." I don't know. I honestly don't know. I, I don't think it was in bad blood or anything. Mm. right um because it was such a wonderful wonderful group of teachers there to be honest i remember we like cried there was leaving it was quite emotional um they mm. were really nice really nice people so i honestly mm. think somebody thought oh so that she doesn't offend someone and i think that's how a lot nice. of japanese people act right you do it preemptively so you do not offend someone and so maybe somebody feels like, ah, I've seen her today and she didn't greet me. You never know how mm. people move. So I think that was the For other sure. thing. And then also you have to like, rep your students watch you very closely. And so students do the same thing when they enter spaces, like they have to greet, they have to greet, introduce themselves, their names and their, their classes. So it's like, right. and they go off and they like <laughs> run off this whole thing. And my desk was by the door. So right. like if, if I walk in and a, and a student is in there and I'm not greeting properly, it wasn't showing good manners. Okay. is the kind of learning yeah so that's essentially what that was but what, what what is your workspace like what is the work like etiquette like uh, i would say at my current workspace um to give you a good example the head of my department wears flip-flops to work that, that that if that gives you any indication yeah yeah exactly awesome. wow. fully fully fledged fully fledged um, japanese person <laughs> i would love to see that i screamed when i first saw it um but just to 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 add more flesh uh it is it is it has a very relaxed vibe i would say um english is the official language which is which was quite beneficial mm -hmm. and um we do not um we we do have a lot of international staff okay. who mostly work um, in overseas business development and things like that. Mm, okay. But in general, um, it's a very that you don't it doesn't feel stuffy at all. It doesn't feel like you have these obligations to do things you don't really want to do. Mm. There's no FaceTime culture where you just have to be there. People have to see you there. Mm. It's more more results driven so can you produce results yes and mm. I, I i do think it is it is quite unique in, in mm. this country um thankfully 
things are beginning to things are beginning to improve for other other kind of industries yeah and i thought it was also challenging like because i i joined here during the pandemic <laughs> Mm. So I wasn't able to see a lot of my teammates um, oh, okay. in person, um, mm. but it's slowly improving for sure. Mm. Okay. All right. So let's hear about like your language experience, like mm. a language so foreign, very unlike, unlike English or anything within the Anglo Roman, yeah. <laughs> your, you know, like the Latin based languages, right. but mm. also is it just me? Does it sound eerily like Hausa sometimes? I do get those words. Like I would tell people, look, your name means this one back in Nigeria. Like some house names like Kano and Haruna. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I thought it was just me because I was like, yeah. I don't know how said that well, but I'm like, yeah. mm, this sounds like a house name, sir. I don't know where you got your name from. Um, but like, how do you say, how do you think your language skills are thus far? Uh, I, I would say. I, again, it's it's a point of privilege, perhaps, but mm-hmm. I was never in a situation where I was pressured um, into learning, forcing myself to learn the language. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that was subconsciously me choosing situations mm-hmm. where I didn't have to do that. Survival. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I would say a lot of my learning is, is quite passive. So one mm-hmm. of the best ways um, for me to learn was through like train stations mm. and that's how i pick up um some of the chinese characters the kanji characters so mm. hiruguchi um, exactly. like yep yep mm-hmm. and that was also to that was also survival because i'm not trying to get lost facts. in the middle of nowhere <laughs> facts the tokyo train stations are are something else something else honestly um mm. uh, so that that was by force by fire i just had to do it you know mm-hmm. uh, but it also helps like um i'm trying to make japanese friends mm-hmm. who who you could who you could practice with at the same time i didn't want to make those feel quite transactional in the sense yeah. that um okay we're just here as a language exchange program because that's one thing i did kind of notice um you would meet people who want to do a language exchange. Yeah. Uh, however, <laughs> it's geared towards them learning English more than you learning Japanese. Japanese. So mm, very, yeah. Very, very unbalanced. Terrible, terrible transaction. Oh, wow. No no deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the language is. I, I, I see. I think you can actually exist um quite comfortably in Japan without conf- like without confronting you and not knowing the language. And they do, especially the major cities. They're very mm. tourist friendly, and the language of mm. choice is often English, um, mm. to translate things into. Um, I mean, where I used to, so where I went to like to school and to live for the bit was up north in Morioka. Mm. Um. And I mean, they have a big university there. My school, my college had been doing a study abroad there for over 50 years. So they're quite familiar with foreigners, but very, every so often, maybe like every four years, one black student will come along, but it would be an (laughs) American black student, right? A black, like a a black American. The Nigerian piss through, it just threw too much in the, in the plans. It was (laughs) like, I kind of stared the pot just a little bit too much. Um, But also like knowing how to speak the language. Like I was, I, I really, I really picked it up because of my host family, like my host parents could not speak any English. And it was like, it was just me, my host mom and her dog. We had to figure something out. Um, <laughs> so, you know, real quick, I had to learn one or two things. And we ended of up course. bonding, you know, nice. over like nails and food and all of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the language was, it was always the, 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 the warm welcome you got from a Japanese person when you spoke the language, albeit extremely broken, they made you feel like you had mastered the art of calligraphy in like... <laughs> in kanji i was like ma'am my japanese is not that good they're like and i'm like i promise you it's not that good i can hear myself (laughs) but i appreciate the warm welcome they're so welcoming and so um so encouraged by by you being able to speak their language or you trying which is so so cool how so what has been the reception for you as a black man um in japan like 
just generally, how do you feel like you've been welcomed in spaces or not welcomed in spaces, depending on your experience? Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to deny not getting the odd stare um, quite often. Uh, I would say because, um, you know, unless you live somewhere near the US military bases, or in yeah unless that you would still have people look at you and you can see in their eyes a sense of wonder like what is she doing here what is she doing here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that kind of thing mm-hmm. so um you know honesty um living in in tokyo of course you don't often see that mm-hmm. but um once in a while that does happen and and i i would say uh, I ha- I did have a situation um, recently, which, of in all places in my own home, made me kind of really fear a little bit. I would hmm. say. Do you want to share more on that? If you don't want to, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, of course, no problem. Mm-hmm. So this was in my building, and I was trying to get some mail out. Get get my mail. I had gotten the mail. I was reading it to know what to throw away, mm-hmm. and then um, this lady who also lives in the building, she walked in into the reception. She was mm-hmm. leaving, mm-hmm. except she didn't leave. You know, mm-hmm. she just stood there and was staring at me. And I stared at her back and I just, oh, die job. She didn't say anything. She just kept looking. So I went, I went about my business. <laughs> as, and, you <laughs> as, as you should, you know. But the thing is, she didn't move. She just kept on looking at me and kind of, I, it just, just the way she was looking so intensely, mm. it made me think, all the overall, all, it, it, my mind went wild thinking, okay, what is she thinking about? Mm. Does she think that, okay, he looks like a robber. So let me look at him to make sure he doesn't steal anything. Like that has really stopped people before. And then she... <laughs> she... <laughs> Wait. <laughs> not serious. <laughs> carry on, carry on. Let, let, let me stare some fear into him. Like, no, nah, just no. And then even when I had thrown away what I, what I needed to throw away, I said, okay, let me pull out my house keys to know that, you know, I'm legit. You know, just having to prove yourself in those ways is quite frustrating. And it it's is. not unique to Japan, of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I put in my key, I opened the door, I was about to enter, but this woman still kept staring. And then I said, okay, I walked, I was walking to my, to my, to my apartment and then she was right behind me. And I was, I was thinking, okay, if you're going to call the police, you know, call them or do whatever you needed to do, but just stop looking at me like that. Mm. And I know, you know, you're meant to feel the safest in the comfort of your own home. But that point, that situation, when that happened, I was, I felt really uncomfortable. I, I felt really, really fearful for mm. all the things that could have happened, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that just gives you an example of some of the kind of situations you inevitably face and being in foreign spaces. Yeah, yeah. The stairs will get you because I find that I found that sometimes um uh, people who were staring didn't want to get caught staring at you because it was like mm. they were shy so mm. you have those moments there's like the little giggles which are just like okay you know what like I'm, if I if I also saw a Japanese person in the middle of nowhere in Lagos I'd be like excuse me <laughs> right so I understand your your like um fascination we're also really gorgeous people black people so mm. yeah carry yeah. on um Thank you. you know but I that's that's really um I wonder well, like what if you had gone to speak to like your building like uh management or something about that incident like do you feel like that's a space that you could do that or you were just like let me just chalk this up to this one time thing and hope that it doesn't happen again I, I i i would i would go for the latter and indeed if it does happen again then that is something i i, I would have to do uh because nobody should make you feel that way even with, whether it's intentional or unintentional nobody should make you feel that way um mm. in in your own home 
And for all I know, that she could have just been, that could have been an innocent, innocent incident. And she wouldn't even know how I feel, how I felt mm. um, until you, you bring it up to her. But mm. definitely if that happens again, I, I would have to take action. <laughs> Gotta be I a Karen. To. I would like to speak I to the manager, to. please. Honestly, I just giving me serious Karen vibes. Yes, yes. <sighs> terrible times. No, it's it's always <clears throat> it's always a challenge. Um, mm. sometimes fun, sometimes not so much. I remember when I so after I would finish work, I would take right. the bus um back home and I have to take two buses. And very often I'd be stuck, like waiting for the bus. Like if I didn't make it in time, I'd have to wait like 20 minutes and the Mm. bus stop didn't have a chair. And as it got rainier, I had Mm. this extremely colorful umbrella, rainbow. And now, you know, Japanese people keep things very like kosher with the colors, like (laughs) clear umbrella, black, maybe I had the hugest umbrella with all the stripes. And so I I just stood there and I used to have this, um, it was, a, oh my God, you know, one of these like Guatemalan like jackets with like the, the, wool, yeah, yeah, like yeah, the multiple yeah. prints. I looked like a cloud. <laughs> Great. Love, love it. <laughs> Standing on the side of the road. And I would have people staring because the, there was like a traffic light right there. Mm. And so they would all just stop in their cars and they would be trying so hard not to stare. But then the thing mm. is, especially those who had kids in the car, the kids didn't care. I would start waving at the kids and the parents would be so embarrassed. They would just be like, I'm like, just like, if you want to stare, stare. Don't, don't hold yeah. back. It is quite yeah, a sight. If you don't. put me anywhere, even on the corner of a street in New York, I look like I like somebody dropped like Crayola on me. I understand what's going on. But yeah, the stairs were fun. I mean, even in other Asian spaces, I remember in, in yeah. Shanghai, my mom and I, yeah. like multiple pictures taken off us and with mm. us. I'm like, Mm. I would think China, but you know, people still just the black magic. It gets the people going. It's it, it gets people going, honestly. And it is. I, 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 honestly, nowadays I'm I'm owning that situation and mm. taking it as a compliment, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but also sometimes making it competitive. So, like right now, if I see somebody staring, honestly, I'm going to look back. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, onto one of. But you know, the one thing mm. that really shocked me here was um so people don't often wear sunglasses mm. and according to the rules i'm familiar with yeah it is the person with sunglasses who does the staring right <laughs> but, but yeah it's people that are looking at me in sunglasses and then i just look back but they don't know that i'm looking mm. so i literally just turn my head to focus on their movement to make sure that yeah this is, a competition. Yeah, is a competition. Um, it is a competition. <laughs> Bring your best shot. Bring your nice. best shot. <laughs> they will look, they will stare. They will stare. They will and they up. will lose. Yeah. As in, you have brought your A game. You came with sunglasses. Uh, honestly, honestly, just, mm. yeah, just, this is, these are some of the ways I try and entertain myself on the street. <laughs> so what is, what, what, who would, who or what would you say your community is in Tokyo? Oh, good question. So I do have a Nigerian community. This was very, very fortunate because um, when I first moved here, um, I went to the Nigerian embassy um, mm-hmm. just to you know, see what's up. Mm. And there ended up being like two people from Cross River and Aquaibum. Oh. And, yeah. I was like, ah, okay, thank God. We ended up being good friends. So these guys, they've lived here for a long time. They're married. They have kids. Mm. Uh, so they are always hosting these um, um, Christmas, New Year, or back, um, summer events. So mm. I often went for those ones just to have a good time, taste some Nigerian food, mm. which was quite helpful. <laughs> mm, right, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... I've also made um, some foreign friends um, back when I was when I was teaching. Who, of course, you know, being in that shared situation, have been really, really supportive, um, which which I absolutely love, which I honestly cherish. Um, and also, I, I've made um, some Japanese friends. Oh, most of them from when I was teaching as well. Okay. And yeah, the relationship just continued. Uh, yeah, so that nice. described the community. A mixed bag. Yeah, yeah, and a nice balance as well. There are, yeah. so a lot of people, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people know this, maybe a lot of Nigerians know this, but there are tons of Nigerians in Japan. 
Oh, yes. Tons. Like I went to a church, um, an international <laughs> church and ended up meeting a couple of Nigerians there. Really nice people. Mm. Um, one lady was doing her PhD um, and just some other folks. Um, and then in my internship, the mm. there was a building construction going on. And one day I was walking by and I heard Igbo and I thought I was hallucinating. <laughs> I was like, huh. And then I walked back again. <laughs> and I was like, I'm pretty sure, because I had been seeing the two black men, but I just, I was like, they could be from anywhere. And they were Igbo people. I was just like, wow, what are the odds? And also, um, what is that neighborhood? Uh, I, 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 the party neighborhood, Ropongi. Ropongi. The not eight. Oh, 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 yeah. yeah the, like the sure. district. I found met somebody from my village, Kufri. Nigerians? From my village. I, hmm. Are you serious? I was there, like, he was like, So, where are you from? I was like, ah, I'm from Imo State. He was like, Me, I'm from Imo State. Ah, you be, where in Imo State? Abba. Eh? Oh, Abba. My, I was like, What are the odds, huh? I'm swimming. That's there uh, from my township oh, in Ropongi oh. in front of one random nightclub. Oh. It was quite, it was quite something. So yeah, there are tons oh. of Nigerians um, in Japan <laughs> everywhere. If you allow us, we will move in. We will overtake. <laughs> Easy. But that's smart that you went to the embassy. I should have thought of that. I just didn't. I was just like, I don't have Nigerian embassy time. I've done Nigerian embassy <laughs> in quite a number of countries. I know they do it again. They can just be stressful. Like they, they export the unprofessionalism. So I just say, I ah, they do. They ah. do. I, I think I, I, we're lucky here because um, the embassy, it's, it's not a big one, maybe just two floors, mm. but they, do, they don't have a lot of things to be doing. <laughs> <And that's, laughs> so they don't have the Nigerians here to stress them out quite often. So maybe, maybe that's why. But I, I think I would recommend um, anybody who is moving here, try at, at least go there once just mm. to, even if it's to make yourself known or something along those mm. lines. Just those, see me finish. Show your face. Honestly, that yeah. network could help you down the line. Mm-hmm. so what has it been like um it's a pandemic you know we're still mm-hmm. in this if you didn't mm-hmm. know it's a pandemic it <laughs> has not finished it. <laughs> mm-hmm. what I'm has pandemic it. life been like in japan wow uh so japan did have um or has had two states of emergencies now um, but in all honesty it's really quite toothless so nothing is really enforced. They're just trying to encourage people to stay at home, mm. encourage businesses to close, provide some subsidies for the businesses, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I would say that it, it, it has involved <laughs> people wear masks. People definitely wear masks. Oh, yeah. Definitely that's like, masks. even when all was well people wear masks if they don't feel like if you have a pimple you wear a mask if you have a cough exactly. you wear a mask if you exactly. feel like your makeup's not looking good you wear a mask if you exactly. don't want to be seen you wear a mask if you're a shy exactly. person you wear a mask it's like bam bam, bam. <laughs> everything bam mm-hmm. so uh, it was quite it was just, it was seamless no it wasn't even a trend it was quite seamless for people to just pick it up asap uh so but in all honesty uh I was I, I have been lucky that my work allows me to work from home 100% of the time. The challenge is because many of the Japanese companies and companies operating in Japan um, still maintain that um, analog system of paper and paper and paper, mm-hmm. they use many excuses definitely to avoid being digitized Mm. lots of people are not able to work from home yeah Uh, the paper lifestyle i mean i thought it was just school but Mm the machine i remember my desk was by some huge ass printer yo the trees that went there to die (laughs) they printed out by the time i was leaving i had a box of papers that i had to like recycle from like the mm-hmm. university I was taking classes at, from mm-hmm. our supervisor as like the study abroad program, from the school, from the train, paper 
wow they are very analog society still which is so interesting because you think japan and you think oh technology but it's like there's a weird there's a weird like hold on that paper has on the society so like (laughs) that's why i try to tell people i i usually give this example of um when i had to send a document to my the my housing agency and honestly i was like okay can i scan this and send this to you but you know they said no they uh, said no that um and it, it's not even a, co- a document with any kind of confidential information no. mm-hmm. they said no that we will send you an envelope and then you you print it out put it in write the address buy a stamp stamp it take it to the post office and then send it to us and what could I do but do it? As actually, I remember, <laughs> like my lease signing, these people were willing to give me a key and access mm. to the space. Yeah. Before I even came, like bef- like when I got there, I just moved in, and then I had to come the next day to the lease building to sign right, the stuff. Right. Just be- they weren't gonna send me anything online to like sign. God. Like call me in person and put your signature. I'm like, ah. my show. If you want to see my face, well, here I am. <laughs> Just say it. Yeah, you know. So did you start out in like a share house as well? Or are you in the same space you've always been? Have you? Uh, Yes. So yes. So I I started I started in a share house and Mm. in the it's not the middle of nowhere. It was maybe it was 10 minute train to like Tokyo Station, like the Mm. center. However, it was about 20 minute walk to the train station. Oh wow. What train station were you at then? Uh, it was on the Tozai line called oh. um, um uh, That's an awkward line. Called? Exactly. And it was busy as 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 hell. Uh so I, I moved I was there for the first two months because mm. it was pretty easy to mm. just get get there. And mm. um, I was I was trying to find a new place, but um there is there is a struggle, I would say that um, almost every foreigner encounters trying to rent a house in Japan. Um, so I encountered, I encountered that, uh, but eventually I was able to find um, where I am now in a very lovely town, which I really do appreciate. Nice, nice. Glad that worked out for you. So do you plan to leave or do you have a sense of how long you want to stay? For that, um, I I would I would say I'm trying to play it by ear at this point. Um, that being said, I, I I always do have this itch. I think I'm just gonna blame it on you, Peniel, because whenever I hear about your travels, I see the places you go to, you know, that those are goals for me. Like that is, I'm like, yeah, I want to be able to do all of this. And that feeds into my idea of, okay, I it's hard for me to stay in one place for a really long time. I know. Um, so it, it all takes just one, one flick of the, and the flame is lit and my body's itching me to go somewhere else. I can because you be traveling, you be everywhere. You know that trip you took to the Maldives? I hate yeah. you for it. I still do. I just want you to know. I think I said so via like text, but I want to make sure that I have the record. Uh-huh. I would be like hearing. I was so jealous. I was like, eh, eh, eh. Ah. you did me something with that trip. God is in control because that has been my dream destination for so long. And then I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Just like that, just like that, it just went. <laughs> it is well. The Lord that I serve oh, will, so, will fight for me and will provide my the needs. Lord, the Lord that did it for me will do it for you. Amen. There's nothing God cannot do, Abby. <laughs> Has that? I feel like you've so you've traveled a lot around Japan. Is there any country that you're like, hmm, this might be my next stop? Like it's looking good. I mean, out outside outside of. I, I honestly still do enjoy um, South, um, this part of the world, East Asia. I really do. I've, 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 gotten, I've gotten quite used to it. Um, that being said, uh, maybe the next destination would be somewhere more in line with what my fellow Nigerians are, are doing. Maybe. Uh-uh. You also do a Canada? <laughs> Canada runs. <laughs> Uh, I haven't yet. thought about Canada. It's not as exotic. It's cold. 
might know what you're doing. <laughs> Think twice. Ah, <sighs> <laughs> oh, that's the gospel truth, you know. But I, I don't know yet at the moment. Um, like okay. I said, all it takes is just one one idea and then that's mm. where my focus would be. Mm-hmm. It's like, I wonder if one could make the same decision to just up and mm. move as like a woman, a, like a younger lady with like prospects of like, oh, are you wasting your time in another country? And I asked this question because I also wanted like, like I'm in the US right now, but mm. I don't think I want to stay here much longer. Mm. Like the, the itch has started. It started a year ago, but we're just <laughs> biding time. We're biding time. <laughs> I have my eyes set on like somewhere like Australia. And so oh. I was talking to my aunties. And mm. I kid you not, I quote, my auntie was like, There are no men in Australia. Jesus Christ. And she like, ah. <laughs> mentioned men here. Do you know? She's like, There are no men in Australia. So there are men in Australia. Have you met the men in Australia? <laughs> There's men's in Australia, ma'am. Um, but you get that point. It's like, where will you find a Nigerian boy to marry? Is it in Australia? I'm like, well, hey, if it's not, Even then, if, then they. Do you know? So that kind of a thing, it's like, why are you going somewhere obscure? Mm, like even Japan, mm, having to explain mm. Japan, my mother, I think mm. my mother was just like, Penny, just come and be going. And also because <laughs> almost everything that I did in Japan, I got like sponsorship for through school and something right, else. So right. it was like, I would just call and be like, oh, I got the scholarship versus, mm. oh, I'm applying for this. Like I'd show up when everything was planned, ticket is booked. <laughs> Apartment is rented. I'm going. <laughs> bye bye. I love it. You must just be ready. Your bag are ready to move. Mm. So yeah, I'm just wondering. Like at this age, do you feel like you're, you're like I guess you don't get the questions about like are you wasting your time or you should settle down, mm. put your roots in Nigeria. Mm. You know, you are the only son, first son, only son. All mm. these like societal pressures and cultural pressures. Like mm. do they do they come? I would say definitely, the, <coughs> excuse me, the pressures do come. Of course, they are quite different and unique from the same kinds of pressure if I was a woman at this age or younger or older. Uh, so, for example, um, uh, pressures such as, okay, you still have to carry your family legacy or, you know, very, what's, what's the word, very, very patriarchal pressures, I would say. None of the things that I identify with. Mm. And it can, it, can, it can be really frustrating because, but then I also have to remember it, it is a privilege that the kinds of pressures that, are, that, that I get to kind of stay in one place or, you know, put your roots down somewhere mm. uh, are not as overwhelming as if if it was my sister, for example, who mm. was doing something outside, okay, this is your, your studies and this is where you need to go to, for example. Mm. So um, to answer your question, I would say the pressures do exist, mm. um, but it's something that I am, I am fortunate that I can sweep, sweep under the mat. And it's something I wouldn't want to uh, apply to any other person, um, uh, or, yeah, man mm. or woman. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, it's a really nice way to put it so okay japan mm. w- like favorite things about the country top three favorite things about the experience the convenience in in every way possible that's the first one um the second would be <laughs> i would say <laughs> the teachable moments and ah my god them day <laughs> one let's get one. one teachable moments that you're like ah <laughs> nami foko no, nami <laughs> which one comes to mind that you're like i must tell my grandchildren <laughs> uh i i would say that 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 boils down to the the kind of relationships i have i've met trying to and build relationships with Japanese people here. And me not understanding some of these cultural differences and that are quite unique to the country um, without it being pointed out to me. Um, so just to give an overview, for example, like um, <laughs> this happened just yesterday. Uh, I, was, I was talking with my friend, he went for lunch and everything. And um, basically, he said that I come across like um, I am 
complaining about the country all the time and focusing on negative experiences um, that, that I've had here. Mm. And to me, at least, it, that was not my intention. And he's Japanese. But the way I, what I tried to explain or what I told myself was, um, I'm telling a story about these experiences that, that I have had. And I actively, because you have to know your audience, you know? I actively tried to ensure that my words were kept as neutral as possible when describing these experiences. If they are mm-hmm. unique to this country, then so be it. Mm. But it was no intention at all to come across as complaining to mm. you know, a citizen of the country about why this country sucks so much. Uh, so uh, that was the most recent example. I said, I beg you, let me just lock up, you know, moving forward and um, be more be more aware of how people would react to i completely get that i I had somebody told me that as well so we had this system (laughs) where in japan right where like our host parents will meet with our supervisor and then they would sort of talk sort of like freely amongst themselves and then she'll come and tell us like feedback and things just to make sure that there was no brooding tension Mm. by the time we were there and i got that thing of penel you maybe you're complaining too much about the country because it was like when you come from nigeria you just complain mood all the time unfortunately for us but it was more like i would i do I, for me it wasn't i didn't think i was complaining i was just noting mm. moments where it's like this country is very unique very different exactly, very exactly. specific because i remember like for example after Japan, I was going on another study abroad and I needed documentation. And so there was a medical form where mm. I needed to say if I was pregnant or not, but they needed a mm. doctor to like take my vitals and sign it. Mm. So I was like, okay, can I get the university's like clinic to sign? Mm. Um, I was just, I personally was going to put, I am not pregnant. Like I know if I'm pregnant <laughs> or not, sir, right? Of course now. Little no, did I not- know that this triggered a series of them trying to like, oh my God, how can a young woman be asking for a pregnancy test? Like my supervisor uh-uh. was so stressed. She was actually so upset with me. She was like, if you, if it was something that you could just write, why didn't you tell me? Now I had to go start asking these people about how can they take mm. a pregnancy test? And it was mm. just embarrassing for her. Culturally, like obviously just different conversations about premarital pregnancy right, because they knew right. I was not married or, you know, just <laughs> all these things. I mean, I'm just there yeah. like, it was like in my head, I was like, it's literally not that big a deal. It's literally mm. not that big a deal. Like, just mm. she's not pregnant. Moving on. Mm. Like, mm. it's a medical form. But the US mm. also very different setup and whatnot. Exactly. So something like that. So like, I would talk about it. it as like, I don't understand what how big a deal this is. Or mm. when we're sitting at a table, they're like, normally I'd lean on my for my hand, like my head on my hand, right, mm. to pay attention and a meeting. And they're like, you shouldn't do that. Right. And use your board with the right. person talking. I'm like, ha. Okay. So things like that. So like in person, private, like within our group, I'd be talking about yeah. just like Japanese people are so interested, like just yeah. the things that they pick up on the societal, like, con- exactly. like, you know, and they're like, you know, maybe you don't complain too much. You must look on the positive <laughs> side. I'm like, the whole thing here is the positive side. Am I in Nigeria? I don't understand what people think. I'm very excited exactly. to be here. I'm joyous, elated. This is a great experience. 10 over 10. Exactly. I will recommend it. Please don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining at all. Oh, food is great. Your people are great. You have transportation, electricity, light. And what are you asking me for? Healthcare. So, healthcare, like... So me, I was like, I'm not complaining, you know. I mean, every country has their wahala, but two people's wahala is you never reach the one where I don't see for Lagos. Don't worry yourself. You never reach. So it was quite, it was quite a a shocker for me. And somebody being so outspoken and loud as well, right? It was also very hard to make friends, like Japanese friends that were just mm. like, wow, why is she so outspoken? Why is she so mm. forward? Mm. Or like the hug thing. Did you get into that awkward? Did you ever try to hug someone and the person is just like frozen in your arms because like hugging my is dear, not like a common part? My dear, my, I say, see, finish. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it humbles you. It humbles you. It humbles. It really humbles. But I, I, I am, I am glad you, 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 you had, you, you can, you can recognize that similar situation because uh, as, as you know, I'm also quite outspoken and I use a lot of humor when I'm talking with people. And mm-hmm. I, try, I try and explain that whenever the kind of humor I do, it's, 
it's talking about my experiences and I try and make it as colorful as possible, you know, while being truthful to this the original. I mean, aside exactly. from the fact that you're Dara's brother, but you're also quite a special <laughs> human being. Very important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. So I try and use this humor. So whenever I try and say like, this is just part of that story of what, what was, what made this situation so unique for me. So when I'm talking about my situation at the dentist, where but where the translator wasn't working because I couldn't understand the language to such a professional degree, that is not me complaining. That is me describing that situation and how mm-hmm. I had never experienced that elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, or when I'm talking about how um, I had to, um, like the example I gave you of the paper, the very paper-based economy that, yeah. that, that exists here. Th- that is an example of the situation. And I try and make it colorful. Um, being outspoken as well, I for some reason, it could come across as, okay, this guy is complaining about this country. If you don't like it so much, you know, do something about it, you know, go somewhere you like and blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, it was really, it was really shocking to me, you know, uh, it was really surprising. But what can I say? We learn, we live and we learn. We live and we learn. Anyways, Kufre, we have spoken about everything under the sun, as talkative <laughs> that we are. This podcast is going to be a movie. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to see the end results. We will make it as sparkling as possible. Thank you so much for chatting with us. So for your final challenge, I want you to say thank you and goodbye in Japanese. Let's go. Uh, uh, arigato gozaimasu. Uh, matane. All right. In case you're wondering what we just said, he just said thank you so much. See you some other time. Yes. Um reach out to us for more Japanese language training. Um, <laughs> I was trying to like do my Japanese. I was doing really good and taking like mm. online lessons with someone, and right. then right. life happened. But I really want to get back to it because I was actually preparing myself for Olympics. Do you know? Okay. Do you we have this conversation. I was like, That's I'm coming. True. Ha, my dear web, web, I was also preparing for you. If they don't have tickets, that's their business. I'm still coming. We will jump outside. I don't know how we'll do it. We better just find bench. We'll, we'll make a way. way. Uh-huh. Because I had always told myself, I was like, I must make it for Olympics 2020. Well, now right. 2021 yeah. in Japan. I just feel like yeah. I should be there. Um, you should. But you know what? We'll see how it goes. And maybe we'll mm. be recording an episode live outside the stadium that we were not able to get through. And they're trying to pull us <laughs> in jail because we tried to scale a fence. Stay tuned for more in the stories of Penny uh, and Kufri take I can't Tokyo wait. 2021. Okay? All right. Thank you so much, Kufre. We'll no definitely problem. have you back on for other things. Please, you know, so I we can love talk to. about all the things as we are talkatives on Madam right, Talkative Podcast. If you're still here, it means you've listened to this entire episode of the Madam Talkative podcast. Remember to like, subscribe, share, follow us on social media at Madam Talkative podcast and stay tuned. We're going to have so much more to talk about because what we do is talk at Madam Talkative podcast.